Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Elsewhere across the great state of North Dakota, Anglers continue heading to Devil's Lake, where they're still finding fair to good walleye success. However, the east side of Devil's Lake has increasing aquatic vegetation. Boaters and anglers need to be aware of potential areas of blue-green algae, regardless of the lake they're at. But, back to Devil's Lake. There's generally okay walleye success using slip bobbers for small fish, with better success for those larger fish working 25 to 30 feet with spinners. Move around and work a variety of points and locations, but the warmer weather has definitely moved fish into deeper water. With that in mind, anglers need to be prepared to keep any fish coming from those deep depths, and it's simply because their swim bladder doesn't tolerate coming up from deep to shallow, and a fish will likely die. Look for some crappie and walleye activity on Jamestown Reservoir, but again, check areas for potential blue-green algae. Lake Ashtabula still has panfish activity with some walleye success. Out west, the Missouri River tail race remains slow, but look for improving catfish activity. Try a variety of presentations for walleye on the east end of Lake Sakakwea, working deep water. You could go from the U.S. Highway 83 embankment west to Douglas Bay, using crankbaits or live bait with heavy weights to get down to that 25 to 30 plus feet. Basically, it's the time of the year when fish move deeper on the big lake and even the midsection around the Van Hook arm slowed, with anglers having to work there again in that 30-foot range. The salmon bite on the east end remains generally slow, with fish running up to about 6 pounds. Anglers are finding salmon when they're working for walleye, and as we move into August, that salmon bite should continue to improve. Moving into August also means moving closer to hunting season, and that means, hopefully, folks are conditioning and training their favorite four-legged hunting companion. Just remember to be sure to train and work your dog in cooler temperatures, keep fresh water handy, rest them frequently, and get them in the shade. Dogs can get heat stress and heat stroke as easily as humans. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator again, Read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Here is a podcast extra. Heading out to Western Minnesota, chat with guide Brad Labs. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing well. So I would consider you an expert at fishing because you've been a guide in the Detroit Lakes area for 36 years, which is <laughs> simply amazing. And the fact that you're also an outdoor communicator with with all the articles you've done, radio you've done, and all the teaching you've done. Uh, Congratulations on that. I mean, your career has been spectacular. 
Well, well, yeah, thanks. And it's, it's hard for me to believe it's been 36 years too. You know how, you know, it's kind of like raising kids. You you turn around and all of a sudden they're done with college and often, you know, out and about, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of been like that with this. It's like, all of a sudden I realized that I'm kind of old and getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 um, and I know part of the reason you called is because you saw that I had written my last article for the Northland Outdoors, uh, you know, and, and the Detroit Lakes Outdoor section of the newspaper, which has been a weekly article for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, it's, and part of what I mentioned is that I'm, I'm trying to cut, cut responsibilities and commitments and time commitments down some. That's what you think, because you say you're going to slow down, and then guys like me and Kyle see that, and then we say, we got to get them on. We got to keep them being busy. So so we called you, and here you are. Yeah, yeah, that's like Pam Quam from the Inforum, too. She goes, hey, thank you. You've been so valuable. She said, but you're not getting away. We're still coming back to you for some information. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, well, you know, you got to attempt to try and sl- slow down, I guess, is yep. the deal. And, um, you know, I, yeah, part of it is just I, I've run such a, well, and you kind of know, I've run a pretty grueling schedule for, for all these years. And so I just, I just, you know, just run out of energy to do the two a days. So, but it just, that helps, you know, cut, cut the schedule down. I got grandkids that, uh, my youngest grandson is going to be four and my granddaughter seven and they like to fish. And it's just going to be a, a chance also to be able to set some time aside and get them in the boat. I've been letting my, a lot of my regular customers know it's still a kind of a first come first serve deal. And I'm just going to be, you know, kind of rigid about making sure that I, I set time aside for them. And, and actually you with, with the guiding, you know, I just, I don't get, I haven't had a chance to fish as many tournaments. I might be able to jump in a few more tournaments, uh, you know, and you just don't get a chance to fish with some of your buddies and friends. It's, that becomes limited. It's either early season or specialty stuff, like up at the Rainy River or down at the Mississippi River or over on Traverse or at the end of the season in the fall, you know, after ever, it gets too cold for every, <laughs> for customers to want to go out. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to just a little gear shift change here, downshifting. Brad, you've earned it. You have. And let me echo uh, Scott's you know, uh, sentiment there, congratulations for uh, uh, just an amazing career and the number of lives you've touched has been simply phenomenal. That is really thoughtful of you to say. I, You know, it's hard for me to, to, to really believe that. I just, you know, you take it day by day, but that is really thoughtful of you guys to say that. Yeah, you know, Brad, I honestly, and I, I, I have seen this so many times, as a fishing guide, you've got to be able to catch fish, but you also have to be able to, to be a master at hospitality because it you're, you're in a, a 20-foot little rectangle with these people for extended amounts of time. you got to be able to get along with everyone, and, and I know that you love it and you've, you've done it because of that love, but it's uh, it's pretty amazing the number of people that, that would – would um, be able to come back, you know, right. And, and you spend that time and then they want to come back and they want to do it again. And it's just that it, it takes a special person to be able to do that. So I, I do, I mean, I mean it wholeheartedly. I, I, do, I do agree with that. I, you know, there are so many great fishermen, 
you know, out there and you know that, I mean, you, you guys rub elbows and you yourselves are, you know, a great fishermen and, and you meet so many great fishermen, but there's a lot of great fishermen that would be terrible guides. Yep. <laughs> they're good. They're good in tournament situations or they're good with their buddies in the boat, but you know, like it, it takes some patience and there's gotta be some teaching and, and um, you know, like, I, I mean, it really is. He said, if you parked a boat in the driveway and told, you know, a couple of 12 year old kids to go sit in there for four hours, they'd go out and, and take their video games away from <laughs> their cell phones. And they'd, yeah. go, they'd go stir crazy, but you get on the water and you, get active and you get busy fishing and all of a sudden they can't believe four hours just passed you know they can't believe they're done all of a sudden you know so hey here's my question brett from that first season you started taking clients out till today what's changed in the business what's changed about being a fishing guide oh wow i I, you know man where did you start um well one of the i would say one of the things in the early days i would say it was it was a lot more uh, full days, a lot more hardcore guy, you know, guys fishing trips out. Um, you know, I, I think one of the changes and transitions is that a, a lot more half day stuff, a lot more people that own their own boats and a lot that are utilizing the guide trip as a, as a learning curve for, you know, for their vacations or their own experience or even their locals and just to get tuned back into the bite or learn a little something. Um, you know, I, I started in a 17 and a half foot boat with a 40 horse tiller. And that at the time was a monster tiller. <laughs> and, and, and my have things changed, you know, like, what are you running a 250 on yours? Yeah, I got, <laughs> you know, I got a yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotty went running a 250, uh, uh, tiller on, on his tiller boat that, that has just changed dramatically. And then, you know, my next boat was a, a 19 foot. It was a, it was a Gary Roach edition with a two stroke Yamaha. And then now to the the four strokes, I still run a 19 foot boat, a tiller with a, with a 90 horse. Um, it's fuel efficient. It's goes fast enough to get where you need to go. It, it becomes a, a very flexible boat, uh, in heavy waves. You can still back troll, you know, if you can't use a, a vantage or a, a transom troller, electric trolling motor, you can use the 90, you know, the troll down features, um, I, the biggest change too is is with electronics, and as you know, that still continues to be probably this this the single biggest cha- game changing kinds of features that go on with with boats. Uh, when I started, there was no GPS. You know, we lined up. You know, we lined up the tree in the in the picture window in the house on the hill. You know, with you know with you know, or like I'm big Detroit to find coffee bar. You know, it was the Holiday Inn in line with the Red House up uh, on the on the corner of the bluff and the the uh, you know the water tower. Uh, and you're in line with the the pine trees that stick up on the on the southeast corner of the lake, and you'd get triangulated there, and that put you in the neighborhood. And you'd use your flasher or the new the new uh, uh, LCG, you know, liquid crystal graph, uh, which was just kind of coming out at the time. So graphs have improved, and then when GPS came out, it didn't. There was no lake map on it. It was just a blue screen, and it dropped a coordinate. Uh, the mapping with the electronics that have come out 
you know, for trolling, you can save tra- it, the, that, that aspect of the electronics is just been a ama- an amazing from, you know, from flashers and the early liquid crystal graphs and just triangulating to stay on spots. And there's no more, they're just, and There's it, no more secrets anymore. And, it, you know? and it's not stopping. It just continues to do so and do so. Yeah. We, we really appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors, and we really appreciate all that you've done for the fishing community as a fishing educator and an entertainer for all these years. Uh, congratulations again, sir. Well, thank you. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available. Ben, the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.